You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Mike Zeller. He's America's number one expert in helping high achievers find their deepest lane of genius. He's a highly sought after business architect, a Forbes contributor. Mike's known for helping people overcome emotional roadblocks, avoid million dollar mistakes, and create fully integrated businesses into their lives. He's also the founder of, or the author, I should say, of, a, of an upcoming book here, Find Your Genius, Find Your Genius, Your Unique Path to Wealth, Fulfillment, and Impact. Welcome to the show, Mike. Dennis, great to be here, my friend, and can't wait to dive in. Yeah, thank you so much. So where are you based out of? Nashville, Tennessee for the moment, but we will be vagabounding about the U.S. as we go in search of our next destination. Yeah, and probably your book tour. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> in conjunction with the book. So. So tell us a little bit about the book, Find Your Genius. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us a quick infomercial before we dive in. Yeah. So when I wrote The Genius Within, it was really a quest to you know, unpack my deepest area of genius and help others do the same. Because when I started mentoring entrepreneurs seven or eight years ago, one of the core questions that keeps coming up for us is, what on earth am I here for? What is my, where am I most suited to make a deep impact. People want to do things of meaning and purpose and impact. And, and then I looked in my life and I went back to my junior year in college and I took the Myers-Briggs test. That was my first personality test I ever took. And I was like, wow, this is really insightful. And it gave a lot of truth. And then I took more personality tests and they all showed you something different. And then I took like the wealth dynamics test. And I was like, oh, I'm a creator. I'm like phenomenal at the start but I suck at the finish. And uh, that helped explain why I lost a million dollars at one point too, because I'm great at the beginning, but not so good at the finish. So I need to have people around me to uh, be set up to flourish. So that's how I got started with it. When does the book launch? It's actually uh, comes out October 22nd, but you have have it pre order free plus shipping as well. Plus uh, you can get it on Amazon right now. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So the book is going to be coming out. And the good thing is, is some of what we're going to talk about today ties directly back into that. Because what we're going to talk about today was something that caught my ear during the pre-interview, and that was the million-dollar mistake, right? And we're going to kind of break this apart. We're going to talk a little bit about what is the million-dollar mistake, how to avoid the million-dollar mistake that that you know that um, Mike has made, as well as many, many others have made that, that same type of mistake, like slightly different color and packaging and background, but the mistake is still the mistake, right? So we're going to dive into that. 
But before we do, what, what was what was some of your previous businesses? Because you've had multiple businesses before you started doing all this coaching and consulting. Yeah. So I initially got my real start in real estate and was investing in real estate. I had you know residential properties, commercial office building, those type of things. Selling real estate, built a real estate team, very successful real estate team at one point in Nashville. Had a socially minded car dealership. So our goal was like CarMax meets Tom's Shoes. So we gave away over $300,000 worth of cars to single mothers in need. Then I started a men's fashion line, a sustainable fashion line, a marketing agency for building thought leaders and brands, and a few others along the way. But uh, those were some of the bigger ones. And I just realized as I got involved, I was really good at the beginning in architecting, designing out the business. But I, I didn't have the right operational partners. And that, that caused me to, you know, frankly, lose a lot of money, which we'll get into here in a bit, but also has set the pathway for me to build some great wealth over the long term, too. Okay, great. All right. So those, those, are, hard, those are hard and expensive lessons, right? We've all oh, yeah. been there. You know, that's the value of having a coach or a consultant or a mentor that's already done what you're looking to do, right? They've already made those mistakes. They can help full time. They can help prevent that. They can guide you throughout that process. You know, I'm sure that you had coaches throughout your journey. I know I've had tons throughout mine. Some were coaches that I paid, others were just people that I knew and helped mentor me. So why don't you mentor us through this whole million dollar mistake? Break this down for us. First, tell us a little bit about what that mistake is and kind of maybe in, from a personal perspective, give it a little bit of color. And then how can we avoid it and how can you capitalize on the mistakes you've made? Yeah. So if you look, we all are human beings of patterns. It's like we have subconscious patterns and we got programming. If you've studied NLP, you know, hey, we've got some programming that is hardwired into our subconscious, both from our childhood, parents, friends, school, et cetera, mistakes, whatever. Well, the patterns are also your your deepest proclivities towards your tendencies. Like in other words, hey, I'm really, I can naturally design out and ideate and and get someone unstuck really fast. And ideation is a real strong suit for me. I can uh, move someone forward. Like I, when I get involved in a project, I'm great at catalyzing momentum, but others are like phenomenal at, at managing risk, reducing risk. And some of the mistakes I had, I had so many ventures open at once, but none of them did I have as strong of operating partners as I needed. You know, Richard, it's why Richard Branson, he won't start, he started over 400 businesses, but he won't start a business anymore without an operating partner that fits a certain profile. Because if you look in life, people who accomplish extraordinary things, they put themselves in extraordinarily right positions over and over and over again. And I put myself in position to start businesses, but I didn't put myself in position to manage businesses. And so now the thing that brought me life is now bringing me death which is managing the business and all the details. And so one of my rules now is I don't start a business without the right operating partners around me. Gotcha. So, so from a personal perspective, you know, you're good at the beginning, you got, you can, you come up with the ideas, you get some initial traction, some momentum, but then from there, you know, you get, you get lost in the details and you didn't have those people. And so the mistake is the mistake, if you can describe the mis- the mistake is, what is is the mistake trying to be everything and do everything or what is what was the yeah. break that down a little bit further for us for example i'm coaching another filmmaker right now he's got a 7 million dollar a year business he's got you know almost 20 employees and when we started he was depressed 
And now one month after our, our first few sessions, he's unlocked, he's shifted, he's deleted half the things from his schedule because he's, he's terrific. I'm great at galvanizing momentum creating, but I'm not great at managing. A lot of leaders, a lot of creators, you know, like then the business shifts into administrative mode and you got the entrepreneurial edge of figuring out making something work and building a business. But then you got to have someone managing the details and you can hire to some extent. But as a business scales, you need A players at certain levels that just a, a regular employee often won't suffice. And so you'll see people will grow a business up into the right. But it's so easy to also burn a business down. Like you can burn a business down. What took you 10 years to build, you can burn it down in 30 days if you don't know what you're doing. And I've done that. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, yeah, out of control growth if you don't have the right people on the back end can definitely, yeah, because bad news travels faster than good news, unfortunately. You mentioned, you used a phrase in the pre-interview, you said playing out of position. I think that that kind of hit home with me because I, you know, I relate it back to, you know, to baseball, right. Or football or a mm -hmm. sport, right. You know, there are people that are outfielders and there are people that are infielders, right. There are people that can play the line and there are people that are wide receivers but they're never yep. the same. You don't see these things crossing very often, right? I mean, they have different skills, they have different, you know, abilities, they have different goals, different, you know, all of it's different. So, I think that really kind of hit home with me, you know, that playing out of position. So that was really kind of the mistake, right? Trying to play be playing out of position, that's a big part of it. Exactly. Like I'm I'm terrific even as a as a CEO, I'm terrific at the vision side, but when the when you need a lot of management of details, then I got to, you just got to know yourself, like in all the tests and all your life experiences, there are things in your life, like literally one of the favorite exercises I have people do is to have people write down, take an inventory of everything you've done the last week, one sheet of paper on one side, write out life at the top, and then write down everything that brings you life that you did that week. On the other side, write down everything that brings you death. Well, you're going to get clues. The death is to delegate eliminate or delay like that's the and then life you need to add more stuff to it but what happens is as a business matures we sometimes think oh i'm the ceo i'm supposed to do these things but if you're not wired for those things walt disney as a ceo is a very different ceo than tim cook tim cook's very different ceo than steve jobs yeah it's not a one-size-fits-all job right title i mean for you, for example, as a CEO, you would need a really, really strong COO, right? Or a president to do the operational component. But he wouldn't need to be nearly as strong on the vision side. He would have to be stronger on the operational and the management and the, the detail piece, right? So you would be, a, be like a dynamic duo. If you were both visionaries, you'd butt heads. And if you were both operators, you'd probably butt heads, right? So that's why yes. that works well. Okay, good. All right. So now that we've defined more of what it is, let's talk about how how the audience can, well, I mean, like your book, how can you kind of tap into that genius that you're really designed for? How can you find that out? Because I think one of the biggest things that people struggle with is what is my genius, right? We, you know, you hear that, yeah. what is my genius? Am I a better operator? Am I a better visionary? Am I, you know, whatever it is, can you help us kind of unpack that a little bit? I think yeah. that will help, help the audience yeah. along the way. So there's, there's four key levers or four key pillars. First is your unique talents. And so that's where I have like people do five different personality tests. Wealth dynamics is my favorite. It's the only one that shows you your natural pathway to building wealth. Strengths finder, love that one. 
Myers-Briggs or 16 personalities, disk profile, and then Colby index. And then an Enneagram if you want a bonus sixth one. But they all show you different clues of how you're just naturally wired to do certain things. Like I am wired as a quick, I'm super high on quick start on uh, Colby index. I'm a low fact finder on Colby index, which means I don't want a lot of details. Give me just enough. I'm going to interpret and I'm going to make a decision, which also means I can clarify and simplify. Someone bring, I'm hunting for the simple, powerful brand message. I'll find it. Other people will be lost in the weeds of too many facts, but other people like a lawyer or attorney, you want them to be obsessed with the facts and the fine print. You know, so the other thing, next piece is your key relationships. Who are those people that naturally bring you life that you get excited about being? When I did the inventory of myself, I was like, oh, I got entertainers and athletes. I've got a lot of very successful authors that I hadn't even written a book or thought I was going to write a book, but I love being around these people. But I also didn't want to be around all these real estate people. I was in the real estate game and that was my livelihood, but they didn't bring me life. They weren't juicing me. So that was a clue that I'm meant to be somewhere else. Third, your defining life moments. You know, let's look at a famous figure, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, his dad was a railed against corruption and was an advocate for the public good. What's Teddy Roosevelt become? Police commissioner breaks up all the crime underground and the bribery that's happening in the New York police department. Then he becomes the filibuster, you know, and breaks up the corporations that had enough balls and gumption to take on the Rockefellers and the Carnegies of his day. Clues, life experiences give us clues, right? Like Steve Jobs is kicked out of Apple. He's brought back. Next computer is not going to make it, but he stumbles upon Pixar. Well, Pixar, he combines, creates this unity around technology and media and entertainment that now is part of Apple's DNA. And they dropped Apple computer and now it's just apple.com. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. So the first one was you were talking about those assessments, right? So those Mm -hmm. assessments, that's kind of like a, that's like a self-awareness piece, right? It really kind of helps extract what you may have some, a little bit of tendencies to feel that you're good in certain areas, but it helps reinforce that so that you can make some key decisions, like you said, whether it be about your career or your business or your role or whatever it is, right? And then the second piece, what you said- Your key relationships. relationships. Yeah. Okay. So what are those relationships that drive you, that you get energy from, that you really, and the ones you don't as well, right? Like you said, the real estate was a way of making a living, but it just wasn't, you know, you didn't want to hang out with those people after work, right? It definitely was not one of those things. Okay. What's the next step or what's the next component? The last one is your values and passions. What do you stand for? What do you stand against? What, like, for example, I'm green energy. I love green energy. I Tesla is one of my favorite cars I've ever had. I love those sorts of things, but I don't have an engineering background. So it doesn't quite fit. It's something to fit in, uh, in truly in your zone of genius needs to hit all four quadrants. When you're deeply aligned and you think of like an Elon Musk, Elon Musk will take on anything, right? Like he, He's been almost bankrupt multiple times, invested all he had into SpaceX and Tesla to the point he had to borrow rent because he was deeply aligned with his zone of genius and his passion and resolved. And he's got an engineering background. That's why he can do SpaceX and Tesla. He can you know, solve these things, right? I'm not wired in that way, but I value that. So it doesn't fit all four of those quadrants. So you wouldn't consider that to be part of your, your genius, right? That's It's in line with your genius, but it's not really the core. It's an overlap of all four. It's like the bullseye. Think of a bullseye 
the red dot in the middle is where there's an overlap of your talents. There's an overlap of your relationships. There's an overlap of your defining life moments. So I'll give you, uh, and then the overlap of your values and passions. And what are those four, what are those four components? What are those four quadrants? Unique talents, Unique talents. key relationships, life moments, defining life moments and values and passions. Got it. Okay. And so I'll, I'll give a quick 30 second first, like I'm brilliant at ideation development, galvanizing people forward, helping call people out of weak ass patterns of language to step into their power. So I'm master NLP practitioner. It's great at the start. I love architecting, helping people see how powerful they are. Second, I have all these authors as friends and, and e-com guys, entrepreneurs as friends. Third, defining life moments. When I felt more alive than any other point in, the, in my life, in my early 20s was when I went to my first two conferences. I went to a success seminar with Peter Lowe and a Brian Tracy seminar in the middle of finals week, my junior year. I was like, hey, I, I got more out of this one day than I got out of all semester in school. I was like, maybe there's a clue. I didn't realize it at the time. Then the values and passions, when I first became a man of faith, I was like, my purpose is to unleash the God-given potential of everyone I come in contact with, help them step into their greatness. Got it. So now my overlap, that's what I do is I take some of the highest performers in the world, find their deepest area of genius, rewire their subconscious to claim their power and pursue their greatness in unashamed in a powerful, radiant, servant-hearted way. Love it. Okay, great. So we talked about the million-dollar mistake. We talked about a little bit of a roadmap on how you can start discovering, you know, making sure that you're playing the right position. First, you know what the position is through some of those assessments and that you're playing the right position. Is there anything else you want to add to that? I mean, I know you have an entire book on this, right? I mean, you how long did it take you to write the book? It took about, it, frankly, I wrote the first draft of the book in about 30 days. And then uh, then all the rest, the edits and all that takes about another year. So. so you got hundreds of hours. Let's just call it hundreds of hours into this thing, right? And I'm sure there's a lot more you could share. But is there anything else you want to talk about, particularly as it relates back to this million dollar mistake that you made and helping other people avoid it? I'd like to hit on the $10,000 an hour activity. Okay. And so when we look at our business and what we're doing, it's like, hey, if I had to delete almost everything that I did and delete or delegate, then what would I keep? Where am I desperately needed in my business? And so everyone has something different. Like you as a creator of your business with your podcast, like there's things that only you can do. And so when you find that $10,000 an hour activity, and it's something where you can generate and produce, it might be $1,000 an hour for certain businesses, but you find those hours because one of the myths that we have in our culture is entrepreneurs that becomes a handcuff. It's like these silent, invisible handcuffs is that I've got to do everything, or I got to bootstrap, or I got to hustle and grind my way. Well, it's not necessarily, it's why the book is called Think and Grow Rich, not Hustle and Grow Rich, not Work Hard, Work 90 Hours and Grow Rich. It's think. And thinking involves, it's one of the hardest things to do, but you think and you put yourself in exactly the right position where you provide the most value, where you can be one of the best in the world at, and then everything else is around there to support it. If you can figure that out, or when you figure that out, like my buddy Colin Wayne at uh, Redline Steel, he's one of the best e-com marketers you'll ever see. He doesn't even know how to run his machine. They make steel signs. He doesn't know how to make the steel signs. He knows how to market the heck out of the company. Right. That's the $10,000 hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that exercise that you gave at the beginning where you talked about putting together that list of everything that you did this past week and everything that you didn't enjoy. Or, I mean, there's some similarity in that, kind of that assessment of the things that you're doing that you just need to delegate or just forget about and just focus in on those $10,000 hour, those high value tasks, right? I mean, we've all heard that type of exercise before. Unfortunately, most people never take the time to do it. Yeah. And you sabotage yourself because emotionally, your body, why does the FBI like do lie detector tests on your body, not your words? Because your body will resist doing stuff you're not good at or that doesn't bring you joy. Yeah. But you'll get excited. You'll step right into, you'll keep delaying procrastinating. So if you are procrastinating on things, it's probably a sign you need to delegate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It kind of reminds me of that whole, what is it, the Parkinson principle or whatever? Or I think that's what it is. You know, a task will expand to the hours allotted. That's why we, you yeah, know, everybody yeah. studied and crammed the last night before the test when they knew about it a month in advance because you didn't enjoy it, right? It's because you yeah, because exactly. you felt like it was a chore. Okay, great. All right, is there anything else you want to add? I got a couple rapid fire questions that we'll jump into and then uh, we'll wrap it up for today. Well, I think when we think about our lives as entrepreneurs, why are we building what we're building? What are we creating? And then what if you could actually have fun and do it in such a state of flow? Like we know of this concept of flow. Well, what if I could actually get myself in flow and create something in the marketplace, like positioning, like you are positioned as one of the top LinkedIn experts in the world. That's a unique positioning. And there's probably areas in that positioning and what you do and how you help brands that are just like you just are right. You love probably, let's say, 40% or 50% of what you do. And the other stuff, you you know, just normal business stuff we have to do. But if you could double the amount of stuff that you love doing and then cut in half the stuff that brings you death, literally my uh, filmmaker client, he was getting depressed thinking about his work and he was about to sabotage and tear down his business, even though they just had a record year and they're on pace for another one because he was hating it. His body was resisting going in. We got him aligned in his zone of genius and now he steps into it and he, he's excited again. His wife is excited and his kids, he can see that dad is happier because he's more, he's aligned with his purpose. So that's, that's my quest is to help like, and pay attention to those clues because they're there. We just got to accumulate them. Okay. Awesome. Well, listen, a couple of rapid fire questions. What's your favorite growth tool, like a SaaS product, an app, some software? I mean, I know this is a little bit off the beaten path, but what would be something that you use to help grow your business? Probably the simplest one. I mean, ClickFunnels and Evernote right up there in terms of if I'm using a SaaS product, but I, I use voice memos a lot. I actually wrote my book over voice memos using a mind map. So I mind mapped out my book and then I would walk around DaVinci used mind maps as a way of, to stimulate creativity. And uh, so I, it's like, let's say mind maps, then the voice memos, because then I can AI transcribe my ideas. Yeah, I know. I love that. Great. Yeah. Because you get, when you talk about that flow state, it's a much easier for people, well, not everybody, but for most people to talk those things out and get into a flow state because you're, it's easy to bring out that emotion when you're talking, it's hard to do it when you're writing. Right. So, yeah. So I, I think that's a cool idea. All right. And what's one book that you've, I know it'll be hard besides your book that's coming out. What's one book that you've read that's helped you on your journey or you think might help them on theirs? Man, I've read 1500 books. So to narrow it down to one book is difficult. <laughs> well, let's focus in on a book that's growth oriented, maybe whether it be marketing or growth, uh, you know, mm. oriented, something besides, in that. Category. Besides, yeah, I love Perry Marshall's 8020 sales and marketing. 
I mean, actually, he talks about the concept called a 4%. With the 4%, you know, if you do 80, 20 times twice, top 20% produces 80%. But the, what about the top 20% and the top 20%? Right. It's 4%. Can yeah. they produce 80% of 80%, which is 64% of your revenue? Yeah. Every business I've seen, even nine figure e-com brands, when we broke it down, we found a 4% client that produced six, you know, up to around 64% of your revenue. So that is, that was a game changing concept that I'm eventually going to write a book on. Love it. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate you being here. Mike, haven't, you know, let us know how they can connect with you, maybe get a copy of your book pre-order and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, you can go to thegeniuswithinbook.com or you can text GeniusU, that's uh, genius with a letter U, to 474747 and you'll get a link to the book uh, texted directly to you. Or it's on Amazon, The Genius Within by Mike Zeller. And uh, Instagram, The Mike Zeller, same as LinkedIn and Facebook. And uh, just honored to be here, Dennis. You rock. Been a joy. I've loved listening to your podcast as well. And Thanks, Mike. So many, so many great guests and so much wisdom. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Everybody, make sure you get on the on the pre-order list or you know, at least connect with Mike on social so that when it does release, you can get a copy. Have an awesome day, Mike, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.